Welcome back to our book segment of the program. Great to welcome today one of the co-authors. Very interesting book, part of the Atlas Obscura series. And this one is called Gastro Obscura, a food adventurer's guide. And it kind of takes you all around the world to find out about all different kinds of weird and wild foods. And we're joined today by one of the co-authors of the book, along with Dylan Thuris. Cecily Wong joined us by telephone today. And Cecily, good to talk with you. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. Good to have a chance to chat with you again. About a year ago, I had a chance to talk with uh, uh, Josh, who was uh, one of the authors of the Atlas Obscura book. So I'm glad we have a chance to uh, to do a, another book. And uh, this one uh, really involves food. Uh, first of all, how did you get involved? I know you've been a writer with uh, Atlas Obscura for a while. How did you get involved in this project? Yeah, so I'm I'm actually a novelist. Um, I right. came to this project as a fiction writer, uh, but they... They were looking, they launched this project back in 2017. They wanted to look at food a little differently, kind of more through a narrative lens, um, storytelling, of discovering hidden histories and stuff like that. And so I got involved. Um, I, I have a, I come from a restaurant family. My parents owned three restaurants while I was growing up. So I grew up in the kitchen. I've always loved food, super enthusiastic eater. And so this was kind of an intersection of my two loves, storytelling and eating. Yeah, I should have said, uh, Cecily is the author of, of uh, two novels, award-winning novels as well. You're based out in uh, Portland, right? Portland, Oregon? I am. I'm currently in Portland, yes. Now, did you uh, have to go to uh, many of these places in the book? Literally, it's it's uh, every place pretty much in, in the world. Uh, how many places did they assign you to, or how did that whole work out, where you you know you divided up into different parts, I guess, right? Well, we actually, we kind of went across the globe all together as a team. Um, I'm you know, I'm the primary writer, but we have a whole gastroscura team back in the office, editors, writers, fellows. Um, so they spent a good deal of time researching um, and chasing down these foods. And then probably about half of them came from the users of, of Atlas Obscura and Gastroscura, um, who live across the world. And, and they write to us, you know, just literally every day saying, I had this amazing dish. You know, I ate at this crazy restaurant. Um, <laughs> check it out. And then we would follow those hints and um, a lot of this, a lot of the places that we haven't been able to go ourselves are from from either who live there or are familiar with um with the plate. I know you have a note in the front of the book. Uh, not everything should be eaten. Some of them, I wonder how anybody ate them. But uh, I guess uh, at a time, you got to find whatever food you can, right? But uh, it is interesting. So some of it, you know, shouldn't probably be eaten, but it's interesting to find out what people uh, have uh, chosen as foods. Other things, uh, very edible, very interesting foods. So I guess you had to try some of them, right? Yeah. No, I've, I've, tried, I've tried quite a few. Um, I was surprised as I was I was thumbing through it this last time. Um, I've probably eaten at least half of the foods in the book. Wow. So you're, you're a brave woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I am. I have an iron stomach, and I eat everything. What was kind of the uh, the uh, impetus for it? In other words, uh, you know, all these countries obviously have different, uh, where they're located, different types of foods, obviously more available, you know, I guess from the sea or, or whatever, some not near water at all, and they really had to kind of find things to eat. Uh, Anything out there kind of surprise you? Hey, you know, how, how did this become something that people would even want to attempt to eat? Yeah, no, sure. I mean, lots of surprising things. As you said, you know, lots of lots of food and culinary ingenuity just comes from the need to, to feed yourself. And so um, lots of preservation techniques that make um, eating things that are not normally edible edible. There is um, there's a practice in, in Greenland called Kiviak. And basically, um, it's, they have really, really cold winters. And so once a year during ox season, ox are a small bird. 
they um, they hunt a bunch of ox, um, and they take these small birds, wings, um, and and feathers and everything, bones and all, and they they put them into a seal skin, and they sew it up and they place it under a bunch of rocks, and they let it ferment for for months. Um, and this is something they eat during the winter. And when it comes out at the end, um, they eat they eat the whole bird, and it's it's fermented um, so that it can be safely eaten. Mm. Um, and this this gets them through the winter. So it's not you know it's described as fermented food. It's very cheesy. It's kind of um, very pungent, but it's also just it's ingenious. You know, it's something that they figured out how to do so that they can they can eat all year. And isn't there? I, I think. You have something in the book as well. Kimchi, don't the, I think it's Korean or Asian anyway, where they bury, I guess it's cabbage or something underground. It's kind of a similar thing, right? Although it's not, you know, uh, animal, but it's, uh, they bury that in the ground for a while, don't they? And they eat that later on? Yeah. So kimchi is, you know, it's everywhere in Korean cooking. It's, it's cabbage or other vegetables, but um, it's also fermented. So you see fermentation everywhere. People are fermenting all sorts of things in order to preserve it. And kimchi is, um, yeah, it's 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 spread with with chili paste and um, usually dried shrimp, um, salted, and then they put it in these pots and they 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 do often bury it. So because the the underground temperature is a nice temperature for for fermenting, yeah. and it's kind of the same idea is that you you do it. Um, when cabbage is in season, and then you get to eat cabbage through the winter. I was particularly interested in uh, the Canadian chapters, because my uh, mom was born in Canada, and both grandparents' side, both sides were a Newfoundland, and uh, I'm kind of glad I didn't grow up up there, because they got some weird food. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone does, is what we're learning. Did you get to go to, uh, to Canada, or was that one of the stops you made? Canada was not one of my stops. Uh, one of my colleagues got to go, yeah. um, and and eat some cod tongues and, and um, yeah, it's definitely on the list. Interesting I've been food. Kid, yeah. I haven't been back to really get good eating. Yep. And for people uh, you don't want to say it's just everywhere else, but the U.S. Uh, you have a, a bunch of chapters on uh, just going around the United States as well. Different parts of the country obviously have. Uh, different uh, types of food as well. So that must have been kind of fun. You got to stay home, but you got to find out uh, what food is like, uh, you know, the Southeast or the Great Plains or even out in Alaska and Hawaii, right? Yeah, no, I was I was surprised. Um, the U.S. actually took us the longest to put together. It was tricky. We wanted to include every single state. And um, it, it was it was actually difficult to, to pick that quintessential food or food place for for each state, knowing that, you know, people are very, very protective and proud of their food. And so we wanted to kind of do each state um, justice to the best of our ability. Sure. So we tried to talk to people in each state and, um, and argue and decide what was the best. But I, I absolutely learned. I think I learned more about our own country than I did about many of the traditions around the world. I know we're short of time today. Just want to give the title once again, Gastro Obscura, A Food Adventurer's Guide, one of the Atlas Obscura uh, books. And uh, we've been talking with Cecily Wong. I uh, wrote the book along with uh, Dylan Thuris. And Cecily, give out the website if you would. People get more information about the book. Sure. It is atlasobscura.com slash gastro. Great. Cecily, uh, pleasure talking to you. I hope uh, you all do another project in this uh, series, and we'd love to have you on then. But thanks for being with us today. Thanks so much.
I'm Stan Brock. 30 years ago, I formed Remote Area Medical to help people overseas. But then we found generations of families in America isolated by poverty from the health care they need. Together, we can take dental, vision, and medical help to a million adults and their kids right here at home in the United States of America.